Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is July 31st, 2016. My name's Eric Peterson. Joining me today, Miss Jess Clarkson? Yeah, I don't know yet. Or is it going to be something obnoxiously French? (gasps) Can I? I'm going to change my last name to like Jessica. Rogamuncha. Bitchin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 Dan. Dan, by the way, Dan's here. It's got to be Rogamunchier. Because it's French. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jess. That's amazing. Now, before though. we go too far down this road, let's put a pin in this because I want to come back to it. We have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Jack Spicy Griffin Grant. Why, hello there. Hi, Jack. Hey, Jack. Do not be fooled. Though he sounds like Tom, he is, in fact, not Tom. That's crazy. Yes, it is an alter ego of Tom. Wait a minute. Hold and on. I never suspected it. So Tom's not here. <laughs> that sounds a bit, sus- it's a bit suspicious. Apparently, hmm. Mm. His girlfriend mm. apparently booked Tom, is that you? a vacation conveniently on the same weekend that we have somebody who sounds very similar to him on the show. Very coincidental. This has been a really long gonna... ploy. Like we've been in touch with you for years. <laughs> He's playing the long con. I wouldn't put it past Tom. He seems like a long con type guy. And Tom wasn't going to make last weekend either. Yeah, he wasn't going to make last weekend either. And then I think what broke that was Dan couldn't make it. You had a family barbecue. Right. That just conveniently everybody decided to do on Sunday. Come on, Tom, give it up. We know it's you. (laughs) <laughs> okay you got me <laughs> how are you how do Jack? you feel about vikings <laughs> uh, vikings yeah. do you prefer them wet or dry <laughs> uh, probably dry okay and here's going to be the real <laughs> question about whether or not you're going to be a part of this show is you're the one who sent us this question. Oh, God. The Sid of Stan. <laughs> Has to be Stan. I'm removing yes! you from the call. What a, you, what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been good. See ya. <laughs> it's been a gas. See you later, Jay. I feel like you don't know how many people's lives have changed forever with this question. It's... I know. <laughs> You've... It's something you never think about. You have fundamentally shifted how I view a lot of people. My mom actually got mad at me. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jessica? We didn't teach you that. Chill, mom. <laughs> Do not be mad at the standards. <laughs> what? I asked my dad and he said he's in the halfway camp like me. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like he didn't really want to discuss it, but I got out of him in the end. <laughs> Dan, I want you to ask your grandma, the one who fell into the Christmas tree. Oh, she has a colostomy bag, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. So speaking of colostomy bags. <laughs> With sentence that comes up all the time. 
Segway, by the way. Segway, segway. So for years, I've been trying to figure out the best way to... Hold on, I'm I'm getting to the colostomy bag. Just hold on. The best way to have multiple cups of coffee during the show without having to either leave the show to go get one or come back or bring two in and have a cold cup. So... Where is this setting? Today... I don't... No, hold uh, on, it's just, going down a very dark path very quickly. Jesus just Christ. bear with me, because this all comes full circle to. to the colostomy bag. Just remember, the colostomy bag is a carrot at the end. Today, oh, I don't know if I want that carrot. It's a poop carrot. <laughs> Today, I brought in a thermos with extra coffee. Thinking man, right here. To wow, pour you genius. Well into, done. Well, it took me four years <laughs> to figure this out. To pour into my cup when i'm done now the only downside of coffee that i'm sure a lot of coffee drinkers can relate to is that coffee makes you poop so by drinking more coffee during the show i am prone to have to poop more and that brings up how do i deal with that because i don't want to leave the show and a colostomy bag is the only solution i thought you just did it on your chair well, I do, but I don't like the cleanup. Now that I have two kids, I don't have as much time. So, like, my chair naturally doesn't get as clean. It'll be fine. Just sit on it. I don't know if I would feel comfortable with you pooping in a bag like, when we're talking. That's a little awkward. Well, it's well not you don't make... have a choice, Jess, because you do it all the time anyway. <laughs> it's not going to make the typical noises. Eric, I'm feeling that the solution to your problem is some kind of complex piping system throughout your house. Or just set up... Just borrow a diaper. Don't you have lots of diapers at your house? Adult male depends. Solution. Have you ever wanted to try adult diapers for a day? Like how liberating liberating would it be to just not have to worry about where a bathroom is? I feel like you could get people to pay you to wear a diaper for the day. Well, I'm not. No, I don't want to. No. Like, I'm just talking about for a personal (laughs) gratification of like, okay, I have to poop. Now I don't need to know where the bathroom is. Just you dress up like you dress up full baby with a dummy and everything. No, like you guys are going down a dark path here. I'm just talking about (laughs) shit in your pants. And suddenly you're talking about baby fetish. This shows about video games, by the way, in case you're the first one listening. This is a terrible first yeah. episode. I have to admit. <laughs> Don't. If this is someone's first time listening, then uh, I'm sorry. Well, you, Jake, as a long-time listener... <laughs> it is your how, fault. Surely there's some merit to this stupidity. It's true. It's the whole reason most of us listen, I'm pretty sure. Oh, God, they've gotten to the video game and turn it off. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> God. Maybe we should just drop video games. So, hold on. I wanted to go back to Jess's new last name. I was going to say market ourselves as a lifestyle podcast. How not to be normal. Yeah, exactly. That would go with my last name. It's fancy. You should start a podcast, Jess, called Fucking Fancy. Ah, Iggy Azalea can be my theme song. Hey, could I be on your show? Can we just call it? Can we just call it? <laughs> no, peasants. <laughs> the plebs. 
Give you a bunch of troglodytes. Ooh. I could, like... Could that was you good imagine, one, that, though, wasn't it? I forgot about yeah. that. Isn't that a video game character, the troglodytes? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, wait, a troglodyte. Oh, it's a person who lived in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what these images give us. Oh, perfect. Oh. This is us. A caveman eating a keyboard. <laughs> what? Yep. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I'm fucking fancy. <laughs> That guy is nearly That's as hairy as me, but not quite. Enough. Are you hairy, Dan? Oh, I'm very hairy. <laughs> I don't, you can't actually <laughs> see my face. It's, it's just hair. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I don't, this is, I don't know why I remembered this, but there was somebody in my hometown that I'm convinced had that, that, that wolf hair syndrome, you know, where your entire body is covered 100% in hair and they look like a wolf. <laughs> So when yeah. I was working for the county health department, killing mosquitoes as a professional. What? Right, yeah. Can we have a podcast, <laughs> Eric Jobs? Oh, God. Have you not heard this one? You didn't I know I used to be a professional mosquito killer? I knew this one. No. That was, that was aside from me driving school bus, but we'll get to that later. We were driving. In between my days of uh, trying on diapers for old men. I just want to poop my pants and not have to worry about my underwear. What's so wrong with that? Okay, sorry. Keep going. Anyway, we were driving around, canvassing a few neighborhoods, um, and we saw we just continually kept seeing this car drive by every few weeks, and it had this person in there that just was 100% hair, like face and everything, to the point where we wanted to follow it around, but we figured that might be a little goofy. <laughs> follow it around like Cousin yeah. It? Did I say It? Yeah. Well, it was in reference to the car, not the person. You're so an asshole. <laughs> I said, we apologize. Don't be offended by Eric. We, he's just he's harmless. He's just. I could break out my English teacher mode right now and deconstruct that sentence for you. We could diagram it and show you that it was still in reference to the car, not the person within the car. We could Please diagram don't. it. We could diagram it, not diaphragm it, because this is... Oh. Your lessons project. must have been so interesting. You used to fart on your... <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> How do you remember this stuff? How do you forget that? Where are you pulling this from? My fancy brain. God, you make up the dumbest stuff. <laughs> Jess, now that you're fancy, you're going to get a butler as well, like Tom. I'm going to get a pool boy. <laughs> What's his name going to be? I don't know. Enrique. I'm going to this. this. I, sorry to segue back to it, but this right here. This is what I'm referring to. Whoa. Why oh, yeah. Come through my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Have I fallen over? I can't see through the hair. <laughs> gotta trim my eye. gotta trim my nose bridge hairs. <laughs> God Almighty, what have we done this week? I don't know. <sighs> anyway, uh, getting back on track, Jack. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to get back on track with Jess's new last name. 
No, my just... new old one. Or my new new one. How about your old new one? Oh, it's so complicated. Ooh. My brain hurts. So just another normal day? Yes. True. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> he really did hurt his brain. <laughs> Dan, go ahead and mute yourself till you get that drool cleaned up. Okay, thank you. I'm good. So yes, Jack, let's uh let's talk about you for a while. Sure. What's your favorite color? Oh, oh it's blue. Oh, oh I can blue. see that. Oh, blue is very nice. We like blue. What's your favorite perfume scent? <laughs> I'd say penis and armpits, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is your favorite irregular shape? That would have to be a hexagon. Not mm. the rhombi or the parallelogram? Parallelogram. <laughs> Dear God. Trapezoids? They're right. Jesse weren't here for the shape episode, were you? No. Did you listen no. to the shape episode? No. Do you even podcast? No. <laughs> Do we even podcast? Is that I what just this is? This is for community service. <laughs> what if you did? <laughs> that'd be the best punishment ever. Play video oh, games. I don't and think it would be. You, you have to hang still, out with You'd end Eric. up becoming more of a crim- criminal than when you started. You're accused of shoplifting. You're sentenced to five episodes of Factory Sealed. Oh, what, God. were you shoplifting? Penis the and new... armpits perfume. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The brand new fragrance. And that, my friends, is this week's invention coming soon to our Etsy store proper bollocks. <laughs> I feel circle. like there needs to be a little explanation because not everybody gets the yeah. Factory Sealed unwrapped. No, don't, don't explain it. It'll just leave it hanging. <laughs> if you want to know where penis and armpit scent comes from, it's on our factory sealed unwrapped, which is a Patreon reward for supporting us with dollars. I have to say that was a beautiful segue. You could ask Eric's mom. That's my mom. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what penis in our Jessica. <laughs> and I'm the offensive one. <laughs> she gets away with it because she's a girl. Because I'm fancy. She's got the vagina vote. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys. Jack, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I swear, usually, usually. We're a little bit more high class than this. I think it's because we've had a week off. Well, yeah, actually, maybe. if anybody's qualified to call that bullshit, he is. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I think we've been worse than this, but it's pretty bad. Not much. So, Jack, back yeah. back to you. You <clears throat> were you've been a long time listener, right? Yep. First time caller. For first time visitor. <laughs> yep. Caller. Monotank. Oh, have you been with us since Voldemort? No, unfortunately not. Okay. When did you come on board? Not. 
uh, the start of Mana Tank is when I started listening. So, so long you, time ago. Now. You listened to the Mana Tank podcast then, right? Yep. Oh boy. So you, you've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Is it something that you share with friends, or is this an embarrassment? More of an embarrassment, I would say. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> it's just your guilty pleasure. It's like, oh, God, I'm just not going to tell anybody about this, but I'm just going to keep doing this because it's dirty and it feels good. <laughs> That's a masturbation joke, man. Thank you, Eric. I got that. Well, Thank I just you. wanted to make sure because I wasn't sure if you'd utilized your allotted brain cells for deducing intelligent thought. I did do that very well this week, though. Yes. In a beautiful segue. So Jack was the winner of one of our contests for a 100th episode. We uh, gave him one of our Patreon rewards of join us on the show to talk about a game of his choice. Now, we're not going to get to that game quite yet, but in case you're wondering who Jack is and why he's here, 15 minutes into the show, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Jack. It's, it's Thank you. lovely to have you here. It's lovely to be with you. Don't be afraid to throw insults, um, make fun. We can I can't have mind. Yes, just go with it. Um, so, with that being said, how how's everybody been? Yeah, good. Good? Yeah. Good? good. Yeah, good. pretty good. Dan's still not, not playing shabby. Pokemon Go? Nope. Why? Jack, are you playing Pokemon Go? I played it a little bit, but I don't go out much, so... <sighs> That's the worst when you're like home and there's nothing around you. Yeah, you get one Pidgey every two hours. I'm so over Pidgey. And I know we were talking about that on Twitter about Pidgeys. Oh, yeah. I saw a cool comic that somebody put together. They just wrote and it just said, meanwhile, in Dr. Willow's laboratory. And it's just him slumped over Pidgeys everywhere. Um, And Raditas. Yes, Okay, there. Ratata or Ratata? Rata- I just fluctuate with what I say. I it's always Rata- say it's Ratata. But it, that, okay. then I read a joke and it, it was pronounced Ratata. It's not Ratata. That's, kids were saying Rata-ta. that on my street the other day, and I was going to be like, dudes, shut. Like, that's, that's not how you say it. You sound stupid. There was one kid that was and then walking I by. Oh, like, oh my god! Oh, Cedric, you've caught another retarder. Oh dear! <laughs> there was a kid walking by yesterday. He was calling the the gyms battle arenas. What? These kids do not know what the f they're talking about. I wanted to do kick him into the river and call him a poser. Yeah, they were the fake fans. I don't pretend to know much about Pokemon because I didn't exactly. grow up with it, but I'm learning properly to the point where I've gotten my mom so insanely hooked on this that this is her last weekend before she has to go back to work. Uh, She's a teacher and has a summer off. She called me yesterday and said, so since this is my last Saturday off, do you want to go hang out and play Pokemon all day? So we went and spent like five hours Pokemon hunting around the city. That's pretty cool. It was fun. 
we caught a lot of. I cool bet everybody give you a really bad, like wide berth because your mother smells like penis and armpits. <laughs> no, it's me that <laughs> smells like that. No, I said ask your mom. Because her last name isn't the same as mine, so therefore the joke doesn't work, Daniel. Uh, that's actually Jess who brought this to the forefront. I was just continuing it mm. in yep. a seamless transition. A segue? Did I tell you guys yes. what my dad said about Pokemon Go? Hard telling. I was showing them Pokemon Go, and there's like a freaking Pidgey in their house. So I was like, oh, dad, like, here you go. And his leg was in the background, and he was, oh my God, Jessica, like, I don't want to be on Pokemon. That's like, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not on Pokemon. Congratulations, no, you've caught no, Jessica's dad's leg. <laughs> Sure, Pokemon are going to see it. They're going to see it. They're going to have my leg on file. Okay. The, the Pokemon oh will have my leg on file. Yeah. Jesus. That's a bit paranoid. Just I don't know bit. what it is. What does he think they're going to do with this leg? Turn it into a new Pokemon? I think so. What or does Pokemon. it evolve to? The upper hip. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the old man. And then the fully formed, the Swagger. fully evolved version is just waist and lower, just a pair of <laughs> legs and some gyrating hips. Oh God! Probably. So, yesterday or a couple of days ago, there was a, a Pokemon Go update that removed that three-step glitch. Did that happen to you, Jess? Um, I haven't actually been out with it, but I wasn't able to get it before. So, Like, it was just freezing, right? Well, in the bottom right, there's that map that tells you how close the Pokemon are. And then yeah, it would never f- update. Yeah, there used to be... Well, that would update, just the feet would always stay at three steps, indicating they're as far, as, far away as they can get. Yeah, because I spent, like, probably 45 minutes in a fucking field trying to find this goddamn <laughs> execute. <laughs> Idiot! So they removed that, life, people. but in the process, they finally put some warnings as you log into the game. So that when you log in, it, it, it has a, a picture that just says, hey, stay aware of your surroundings. But now when you log in before you can play, it has a couple different warnings. One of them is do not go into dangerous areas while playing Pokemon Go. And the other one is do not play Pokemon Go while driving. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, we live in a generation of fucking idiots. If oh, yes. you constantly need those types of warnings, I've I mean, never. Used I it heard the other day that some ever. some kids had to be rescued from um, the sea because they walked into the sea to catch Pokemon. I mean, this is Darwin's natural selection at its finest. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this might be the solution for root now idiots. It really will. It's like on the on curling irons when it has the warning that says do not insert into any orifice. It's like let's just remove all the warning labels from everything and just let nature sort itself out. But I feel like if you're lonely, curling iron might be might be your best friend. Okay, but that's fine. Just don't <laughs> plug it in. <laughs> Jeff, you sound like you speak from experience. <laughs> I've, I haven't gone there yet. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, there's a time. You're what? I'm not going to say. What? 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 I wasn't going to say your age because I know that women are very protective about that. 
Oh, I don't care. I'm going to be 30 in November. <laughs> so I said, I'm so that. old. Oh, I know. Old and dried up. I know. Like, people don't like women over 30. Like, I need November oh. is my hard deadline to find someone new. <laughs> God so damn. if you're listening to the podcast and you like Jess's silky smooth tones, send her a message. We there can use this as a as a dating forum for you. Yeah. You there is somebody contact. who has left a review before who loves Jess very much. And also hates that was me my very friend, much. Isn't it? I mean, we we had the polar opposite in that review. We did. Oh, yeah. that review was... So mm-hmm. if you want to leave Perfect. us a good review, that would be nice because... Then it would counteract the terrible review we got of Eric. <laughs> My God! So that was a that was a good segue. You that was that? a good segue. Well done. Uh, Thank you. I mean, it was it was at least one old orange and perhaps a semi soft rock. What are you talking about, you lunatic? <laughs> it's a rating system, Daniel. Get with it. What for cavemen? Well, yeah. Stick with it. This is a running joke of troglodytes. All right, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> what? No, that didn't work. Yeah, that's no. a bit of a stretch. I know, I just Get made it up on the spot. <laughs> God almighty. Um, and Jack, it's final say, so you are wrong. Just because he's the guest, he doesn't have the vagina vote. He has the guest sure. vagina vote. Or do you? Guest vagina vote. <laughs> As far as, um, as far as I'm let's aware, not go. I let's not go down this route. Let's not. <laughs> oh, so that's the line in the sand. Talking about men with vaginas is off limits. But we can talk about each other's mom. And then. Because I ran. No, just yours. Oh, my God. I revealed that my gran has a bag of shit on her hip today, so. <laughs> Did it pop when she fell into the Christmas tree? Oh, <laughs> no, no, thankfully she didn't have it then. Because oh, if, uh, if I got a PS3, if I got a PS3 for Christmas and she exploded on it, that would not be good. That would make for the best Christmas story for the rest of the Curtis generation. Dan will be 80 years old talking about the time that his grandma ruined Christmas because she popped her shit bag all over the presents. Oh, at least it wasn't all over the Christmas dinner. That's best. Have I fallen over? <laughs> no, grandma, the rest of the world just tipped 90 degrees. <laughs> the best part is she blamed my granddad. My granddad was sad. The other end of the table, like miles away, couldn't have caught her even if he was friggin' Usain Bolt. And he was just <laughs> sat there enjoying his Christmas pudding. And she just went, why didn't you catch me? <laughs> that had to have been the most stereotypical British household ever. <laughs> Christmas pudding. Drunk grandmas falling into Christmas trees and just not acting concerned. Were you yep. guys all wearing tracksuits? We were. Yes. We had our Christmas ones on with the tinsel. <laughs> a chav, a very chavvy Christmas. God damn it, stop ruining our fun. <laughs> what fun? We talked about Pokemon Go, that counts. Yeah. Yes. So, wh- Jack, why aren't you playing Pokemon Go more? Like, I, I, I'd like to know. I know why Dan doesn't, because he lives in a place that has garbage for internet, as we've known for years. 
and he ha- apparently right. has some cell phone plan that restricts him to next to nothing. So he semi does have an excuse. What's yours? I'm just lazy. You know that this game is Good designed answer. to get you out there. I know, but also, there's no, like, goal. You can get the best Pokemon, but you can't really do anything with them. Not yet. I mean, really, really, Jack, my logic is you could go on, like, Pokemon Red, and you could catch them from sitting on the shitter. So, why would you bother? <laughs> True. And it would be more fun as well, because you can do proper battles and become the very so, best. There's like, going to be no updates and things to this, and I'm assuming that this initial iteration, at least this is my hope, is to A, hook people, and B, give them time to collect a bunch of Pokemon and level them up before the, all these new features get added, because I think it'd be a little well, overwhelming if they just said, here's the game. Yeah, know? because there is 800-odd Pokemon now, so then you can only get about 143, depending on your region. So, well, there, I don't think uh, all eight hundred are in the game yet. They're not, but this is no. my point. They're going to probably update it with more as time goes on. See, and that's why I, I travel a lot for work, and I always get excited when I'm going to a new area. Cause I'm like, what new Pokemon am I going to find? And then in October, I'm going back to Wisconsin, and I'm already looking forward to that. Like, there's going to be a whole new slew of Pokemon, and then. Next year, if I come to England, I'll be like, I'm going to play Pokemon again because I'm going to be in England. I'm not visiting England. I'm not possibly, but I'm not going to go to Petra Lee. <laughs> really? Okay. When are you going? We should all go. We should. Or we should all book another sure. Vegas vacation because that was the tits. That was the tits. But We're not Dan, actually go on holiday somewhere next year so we could all book somewhere in England and go for the week and just have a crazy time. That would be fun. That would be fun. I do want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to Pokemon. <laughs> Dan, you were making a, a point about some update stuff. I forgot what it was. I was just saying, obviously, they're probably going to push out more of the Pokemon as time goes on to keep people playing. Because once there's, there's a chance that you will get them all eventually. There's still I mean, some this that is haven't been This is obviously... Like I know, ditto. like Ditto. Ditto. Yeah. I love Ditto. If they do something like the games, where they might introduce Pokemon breeding, the Ditto is the go-to Pokemon for Pokemon breeding. Because he's a shapeshifter, right? Yes. You can use them to basically Ditto will shag anything. Ooh. So, will he shag you Jigglypuff? Di- you can use... Yes. I finally caught... take Jigglypuff to Pleasure Town. That was what did all. I was so excited when I got Jigglypuff. Oh man, I finally did, um, caught somebody him squirt yesterday. Did somebody squirt one No. What? No. I said, did somebody squirt one of Jigglypuffs? Oh, in your Viridian Forest? No. <laughs> did you take a ride on a magic carpet? That was so lame. It worked. <laughs> No, it didn't. I enjoyed the dirty Pokemon Take puddles. A Pikachu. Well, that one was good. It's my um. I'm gonna be missing my window guy when I move. Well, just leave a note. <laughs> like, put a really small note and say, "I've moved." Here's if my. If you would like address. to come and jacket at my new address, here it is. I will be naked 100 percent of the time instead of 97 percent of the time. 
Oh, Jess, that's the oh, beauty of being yeah. single. Once you move, you can just do what you want and just not put clothes on. You do know that's that if true. you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't have to put clothes on. Uh, yeah, you do. How's it's old? called never nude. Arrested development. No, arrested development. God damn! I got it, Jess. I got it. Thank you. I don't know what you're talking about. You. I've seen the show. I just don't recall that. I'll find a picture. Well, I'm assuming it's just people wearing clothes. Denim shorts. Blah blah blah. (laughs) Okay. So. Guys, we should probably uh, get cracking on on our game of the week here. Um, this one, uh, was... actually, before we do that, Eric, I wanted to talk about you <laughs> see about the information about Nintendo NX this week. <laughs> no, I didn't. Please, you didn't say it. Educate me. Well, apparently, <laughs> shut up, Jess. <laughs> God, I'm trying to get more of Jack on the show here. Well, he can talk, he can say his opinion about this. Yeah. (laughs) Jack, did you see the news about the NX? I did, actually. Oh, well then... (laughs) Would you like to tell us? No, wait, let me... I did see see something. I'm not sure this is the same thing. Is it about the removable controllers? Yes. Okay, so it's like the old Famicom. Well, no. Well, Euro basically Eurogamer is confirmed with multiple sources what it is, and it's it is like the suspected. It's a hybrid between the the handheld and the home console, so you can take it out and take it away with you, bring it back, plug it in, and so on. Hopefully, it's not as large as the Wii U controller, because it, I have I to imagine. It will be. What's that, Jack? I doubt it will be if it's like I'd hand, if, hand yeah. to like take it outside and stuff. But if it's going to be as powerful gonna... as a home console, it's going to have to be kind of large. What about if it down reses it for the handheld? Oh, like if there's a home docking station that increases the power? Yeah. I'd be on board with that. I mean, this, it's that pretty good, fun. but again, Nintendo is probably going to make a console which isn't on par with the PS4 and Xbox One, so you won't have the um, the games again. I don't think they need this to. Is the I think that was that's kind of an old argument where everyone's like, well, they have yeah. to compete with them. Well, they don't because they don't sell their their consoles for the power. They sell them for the games that you can only get on that console. Yeah, and also their I mean, best but games do they on, have like... to now, though? They're not like the best graphics at games anyway. They're sort of, uh, you know, like uh, cell shaded and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Do you do we really need a Mario game that looks like Uncharted Four? I mean, we don't. But in this day and age where the Wii U has been an incredible flop, let's face it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's not supposed to be this like crazy, wicked, intensive machine, though. Okay, so there was a well for families. There was an article on Kotaku that was talking about the Wii U has no games, and they did a study on this, and they broke down all of the first and third party games for every Nintendo. Well, all of Nintendo's flagship consoles, not their not their uh, handhelds. So to go through it, the NES had seventy two first party titles and five hundred ninety third party. NES or Super Nintendo 52 to 667, 
N64 was 53 to 244. GameCube was 48 to 504. The Wii. How many third-party titles? First, they had 55 first-party. How many third-party titles do you think the Wii had? 1,000. 10. 1,200. Are you an idiot? Oh, Holy! <laughs> Dan, the Wii was just filled with shovelware. I know. Jack wins. Yeah, Jack wins. So the Wii U, how many first-party titles do you think have been released for the Wii U? Four? 36. I was going to say four. 39. Oh, oh, holy shit, that was so close. How many? Th- oh my god, it's in the same group of numbers and everything. <laughs> you're it's just closer than your guess you of not. 10 over 1,200. <laughs> yes, I may have been a bit sarcastic. I don't uh, Doesn't I count. Yeah. Still an idiot. <laughs> Still an idiot. <laughs> How many third-party titles? Now, remember, At least I don't go to a moron convention. How? Oh, like some <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, third-party Wii U titles. Six. Damn it! No, no, I'm asking you. If did you say six? Yes. Okay, Dan. Third-party. Third-party Wii U Tw- titles. Twenty. Jack, your turn. Uh, I think it's around 12 or something. Not at all. 118. Whoa. What? Where were they? Fuck if I know. They just not bothered to put them in the shops. I, I mean, maybe they made the games and forgot to release them. I think there was stuff. <laughs> so that's, that kind of goes to show that a lot of people's argument is, well, there's not many games for it, when in fact they are. And that doesn't even include indie titles that were only released digitally. But I wonder, yeah, but too... Are they like, games that people want to play? Exactly, versus family-oriented games. Well, I don't know. Look at the... If you were to break down PlayStation 4 third-party titles, are they games that people actually want to play? I mean, probably... Yeah. No, I'm totally all about the Wii U. Like, I think it's a good console for what it is, but I don't think it's comparable. Like, it's... I, I don't think that it's competing with Xbox and PlayStation. It's not been a flop. I mean, I like the console a lot too. I've got one. It's pretty good for what it is, but the games are so few and far between. I'm having months where I never touch it, you know? But I think that's kind of the the, same with the Wii towards the end. It just died. The attraction of the Nintendo console. I mean, to be honest, the Wii U wasn't very expensive. I paid 250 bucks for it and got Mario Kart with it. So I have. Because you bought it about three years into the cycle. I have Mario Kart. (laughs) Yeah, so there, I should have been able to buy a whole backlog of games. I have Mario Kart, Twilight Princess HD, Smash Brothers, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, and Monster Hunter. Those are the only games I have for it. Yeah, I had um, Rayman, Rayman Legends, and I've got... What else do I have? I have the 3D Mario that came out for it. That was pretty good. I need to get that. Uh, I had Zombie U. That was a third party when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool at E3. I mean, that was kind of what pushed me towards wanting to get one, and then I just didn't. Did you not download um, when it came off of PS Plus? Did you not download it? Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Okay. It does look shite. But uh, what else did I have? I'm not sure. Bayonetta 2. That's worth getting. Eh. I loved Bayonetta 1. That was such a good game. So was 2. So I think the point here is that 
you buy the console. Quit your bitching. What? <laughs> Quit your bitching. Nobody's bitching. I was not to you. I was saying in general, people bitching about the oh, Wii yeah. U. Quit your bitching. Yeah. <sighs> you buy it for the games. Oh, I thought you said quicker bitching. I was confused. <laughs> no. So like Jesus. normal? Yeah. Jack, do you have a Wii U? Right, er- I do, but one of the only games I have is on Wii U. So I like really? barely played it at all. Yeah. Not even Smash Brothers, huh? No, because you have to have a lot of friends who are into the same games if you're going to like buy Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and my friends aren't really into Nintendo games. Yeah. I, so I love Smash Brothers um, Brawl on the um, Wii because that had a story mode, which was actually really fun, but they removed it for the one on Wii U, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I had uh, the Wii one as well just for that reason. See, and I It was only really bought- good. I only bought Smash Brothers on the Wii U because I've got a group of friends that when we get together, that's all we play. So I figured eh, I can play this, yeah. and you know, if they come over to my house, I have it. That way, we don't need to lug a console and controllers around. Yeah, it was it was really good. That's the Subspace Emissary, I think it was called. Yeah, and you had to it had like platforming sections and stuff, and it was really really cool. And you got you collected the trophies of the characters. I remember that was I really enjoyed that. So with the NX, though, how powerful mm-hmm. do you think it's actually going to be? Do you think it's going to try to bridge that gap between making the DS or their handheld console more powerful while also trying to increase the console market? I think, or? I think it's just going to be slightly more powerful than the Wii, Wii U, but still have, but have the ability to take it out. I think that's going to be the big Didn't hook. Didn't they say it was still going to be cartridge-based? Yeah. Apparently. Now here's the here's the kicker. If it could still accept DS and 3DS cartridges, oh, the titties. Be pretty good. Which also begs the question: Will it be compatible with Wii and Wii U games? Well, there was. I think they'll do it through Virtual Console. Yeah. The well, Wii, mm. Although they didn't do that with Wii and Wii U, did they? Yeah, they did. There's Wii and GameCube games on was there. It? Yeah, no, I was I playing mean, like, Skyward uh, Sword the other week on um, my Wii U. I don't know if they're you couldn't like carry them over, could you? That's the most annoying thing of Nintendo's network infrastructure is that it's not one yeah. universal account. So I spent a bunch of money on the Virtual Console on my original Wii. I could not carry all of that over to my 3DS or my Wii U. I'd have to purchase those same games on each individual console now i understand that they're not all available on each but sony figured that out there are some games that are ps3 vita and ps4 cross by but if it's not on ps4 i still get it for ps3 and vita if it's not on ps3 i still get it for vita and ps4 it's it's really annoying and that's why I haven't bought a whole lot on the Wii U Virtual Console because well I think there's a reason for this though because Nintendo debuted the new network didn't they when they went to wii u they had something for wii but it wasn't very good so they made an entire like kind of like the psn or xbox live they have their own now but it still has friend codes yeah but that's like even just with the mitomo which they could have made it so much better 
action and well, everything is kind of separate and same with like even just pokemon go obviously it's see i think mitomo peaked when i created a picture of your avatar <laughs> staring at my avatar's <laughs> underwear crotch while wearing pancake hat that's true yeah I mean, that was the best picture ever made that was the epitome of what that app could produce and then i stopped <laughs> and then everyone left yeah they're like well this is it Way to kill it. I know. So when are we going to actually hear about NX? Is that supposed to be this fall? September's rumored. Ooh, so yeah. tomorrow. But we'll all be too busy playing Final Fantasy XV to care. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, no. Tomorrow's that is coming August. up. I've been, I've been a Were whole month serious? off. I've been a month off. It, that's affected me in a couple different ways for the past week. I, for some reason, I thought it was the end of August all week. No, oh, that's so embarrassing for you. Maybe I'm having some sort of brain issue. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. And also, in the following week, No Man's Sky comes out. No. So I'm oh. super excited for that. So I got to play a little bit more PlayStation VR the other week because apparently they had another demo at my Best Buy. So I hopped in and played a couple more games, and I'm 100% sold on it. It didn't take much. You've had it pre-ordered since it was announced. Yeah, but... <laughs> I just it was going to be new and shiny and according to Dan Curtis ooh new and shiny that is the rule for things but you're not getting PSVR no so it's a ridiculous th- amount of money no it's not if yes, you look it at the is. VR market it is the more than the cost of a console great that is not you have good. to look at it in context of the other VR units on the market yeah, so the Vive they're ridiculously overpriced as well. No, they're not. Not for what you get. The Vive yes. and the Oculus oh. plus the PC. You're looking at fifteen hundred bucks, bare minimum. Which is ridiculous. Not Great. Everybody can afford that. You already have the console to push the VR. You only need to spend a measly five hundred dollars. I, I know it would cost more than that. No, it won't. How would it cost more than that? Because the VR headset is about £300 to start with, plus the accessories. Did you not see that they did bundles for it that give you everything yeah. you need? Yeah, they're still ridiculously expensive. Oh, you're ridiculous. Plus the games. Yeah, games are There free. was no way in hell I would ever pay more for an accessory than I've paid for a console. It's just not happening. And especially because in two years it'll probably be heavily discounted. But you'll miss Have out. You tried it then? On the Have you tried VR at all? I'm sorry, go ahead, Jack. I haven't, try- I haven't, I haven't tried it. I, I think it will be cool, but because of the price point, it's just it's not going to happen. As soon as you try VR, you're going to be hooked straight away. Have you played VR, PlayStation VR, Jack? Uh, no, I've done Oculus. Okay, I haven't done Oculus. I've done the Vive. Oh, and wow. My major concern, I think I talked about this before, my major concern with the PSVR is that they're going to be games where you just put the headset on and then play with a controller and i wasn't too sure about that but after playing a couple different games that require you to do that on psvr i'm totally sold on it yeah and i think games like no man's sky i hope even if it's a few months down the road or six months down the road i hope they incorporate a vr version because the one game that I did play, uh, Eve Valkyrie, where you're in the cockpit of yeah. a space jet, you're using your controller, 
which is great. Then you look around and you can spot things in the distance just moving your head around. You're not required to be up and moving around physically. I think that would be a little cumbersome. But then if... So that would work with No Man's Sky. And then when you get out of the spacecraft, if you could transition to grabbing the PlayStation Move controllers and then interacting with the world around you that way, that would be a fantastic transition. And I think it would really bridge those two gaps. I'm all for it. Because there needs to be early adopters, Dan. There does, but I can't afford that amount of money on an accessory. It's just not happening. You went to Australia for a month. Yes, that is separate money. So make this separate money. No. <laughs> so you're if, I went to my, if I went to my like... missus and said, I'm going to spend 400 plus pounds on an accessory for my PS4, how do you think that's going to go? Like a turd in a punch bowl, but... Exactly. That's why you don't tell her ahead of time. You just say, hey, look what I bought. Because it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. No, that would be more, I'm leaving you, goodbye. That's amazing <laughs> marriage advice. Yeah. Works all the time. And then just think, yeah. you'd have more time to play your VR. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> That's true. I should not be a marriage counselor. No, you shouldn't. Well, you could if the goal is to kill the marriage. I could be a like divorce you could be counselor. the person that. Yeah, someone comes to you. Oh, I have a really shitty relationship. Help me get out of it. Well, take all of your money and go buy shit. <laughs> Jess, have you got a PS4 yet? No. Oh I'm my not god, you bought a cat any- but not a PS4? I am packing everything. Everything is in boxes right now. So See the PS4 comes in a box. I have my so cat. <laughs> <laughs> wham bam, thank you ma'am right there. Double whammy. <laughs> That's good advice, uh-huh. Dan. Thank you. <laughs> It even has, I believe, a little carrying handle. Does it? It does. You could put so trinkets. It's infinitely transportable. And your cat oh my in God. there. My new cat. And some food stuff. For the cat? And your curling iron. Well, she's not going to be feeding the have... PS4, is she? Your what? curling iron. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there might even be room for a colostomy bag or two in there. I'm not sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do colostomy bags come in different sizes? Liter- like literally. And large? <laughs> Maybe. Eric, if we had to make what would be suitable for your needs. Just hook my colostomy bag directly to the toilet. Oh, come on. Okay, can we, <laughs> we get to the game here? of the week? <laughs> my God. We're God damn it, Jack. You're supposed to keep us on track. This is your show. <laughs> We're just like a bunch of feral cats being herded. I'll take full responsibility. You're just sitting back and just watching the shit show. <laughs> I have for like the last two years. I'll carry on doing it. <laughs> Perfect. But now you're part of the shit show. That's the thing. You're yeah, responsible for the amount of shit that gets shown. Hence, yeah, but he's only come in disguise, so who cares? That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> His name isn't Jack, it's Yak, because it's a soft J. 
Of course. <laughs> it's Jack. Jack, Jack Grant. Grant. Mm-hmm. Yak Grant. Yes. So so this Yak Grant. Dan, do you have any more interrupting segues before we transition? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh my God. Uh, what else do you want to talk about your week? article? The article you wrote. Oh, that was a beautiful segue. We can mention well, that I... at the end. Let's get to the game of the week. Yes, because okay. <laughs> I have to... Actually, that's... Thank you for bringing that up because we have to talk about... Like, that that piece of your article is integral to how I'm assuming a lot of us played this game this week. Yes, it is. So, once again, Jack wanted us to play... Saves the day. Well, yeah. Wanted us to play Banjo-Kazooie for the N64. Why did you choose that game? Uh, a couple of reasons. Firstly, because I've heard it's one of those uh, retro games that everybody should play. Like, you got your Metal Gear Solids and your stuff like that. But also because uh, Ukulele is being developed. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that so much. So, so much. When is that coming out? Next year. Was that a Kickstarted project? It yeah. was. It was one of the most Kickstarted projects ever created. Huh. And they just they had, gave their they backers. Had... Uh, they just gave their backers like a, a, a toy testing box thing. round. Yeah, a toy box. So they can like test the mechanics and stuff, which is pretty cool. Interesting. I forgot about it. It looks great, game. though, Eric. I mean, they released a trailer just before E3, and it looks exactly like, basically, if they made Banjo 3, and it's just so good. Speaking of Banjo 3, I feel before we get into this, we need to talk about the fact that Eric didn't know that Banjo 2 was called Banjo 2 because it's the second one. <laughs> to be fair... <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> neither did Tom. Like, let's not I just... Know. We're going to kick us both under the bus, and just... Be honest. Did you know that? No. No. Yes. Okay. So, maybe we're not the colossal idiots that you make us out to be. I think you've all just proved my point that you're idiots, really, to be honest. I'm the only clever one. Jack, did you truly know that? I did. Thank you, Greg. Thank I you, Jack. Feel... I must be English. I'm oh, no, be... Tom's English. 100% honest, and I felt like a colossal idiot for not knowing that. I know, it was quite special. I don't think I thought about it, though. Neither like, did I. Wasn't... Oh, what am I doing this Sunday thinking about? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, nice. That. So it's a typical <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> it's very clever, though, I will admit. And it's not in uh-huh. your face. Like, if they would have spelled it T-W-O-I-E... Then I would have gotten it. It's kind of yeah, like our Toonie. Yeah. <laughs> Toonie. Toonies and loonies. Yeah. Hey, did they ever fix your $5 bills that had boobs on them? There were boobs on our $5 bills. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, but I convinced a bunch of I Americans to smell a $100 this. bill. Oh my God. Because I told them it smelled like a maple syrup. And then they thought it did. That was a big game. God, Americans are thick. I know, it's amazing. Yeah, they're on, I think it's on your $5 bill. Well, I just looked up a picture of the Canadian $5 bill and it had Spock on it, so I don't think that's right. 
<laughs> well, that was the old one. People would do that. Okay. Um, Jesus, how did we get off track again? I don't know. Oh, it's because you. you interrupted again with another stupid segue to ukulele. <laughs> that was Jack, actually. Yeah, I said, how dare you insult our guest? And then we ended up with boobs on money. I was talking about you being an idiot about Banjo Tooie, so which is still, I believe, in the same series as the game we're talking about. So, and then okay, just saying, that's called stream of consciousness, people. In case you're wondering, that's what oh, you're hearing. Sure no one was. I'm sure somebody stream else here is wondering. Like, hmm, I wonder what the technical definition for this random conversation is called. I'm like, well, there you go. It's called stream of consciousness. Oh, I oh thought it was called being a frigging idiot. My apologies. <laughs> Okay, so back to Jack's point. This is a, a old retro game that kind of is in the pantheon of great platform games of all time that everybody should have played. I will be honest, this is the first time I've played more than the first level. Wow. See, I've played, I've played Banjo-Tooie. I've played Banjo-Tooie a lot more than this one. I... Had I couldn't remember a lot of this one, so I don't think I've played through it before. But you didn't have an N64 growing up, did you? I didn't, but to the beauty of emulation, Peasant. it has become accessible. Well, the PlayStation was cooler. Oh yeah, way cooler. Jack, did you play this game as a kid at all, or is this your first time through it? Uh, considering I wasn't born when this was out. Uh, Shut and, up! Uh, oh my what? god! What? How old are you? Old? Like six. When did it come out? <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, it came out the year I was born. 2016? Oh, wait, no, that's the new one. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up, I typed in banjo release date and forgot Kazooie, and it came up with the banjo movie. What the fuck is this? I feel old now. <laughs> it's a Hindi language. I'm not going down this road. Um, I'm sorry, when did it come out? 1998. 98. Crazy. You are 18 years old, correct? Yep. I was 12. I was Same 8. Then. I was letting Eric do the math for me. <laughs> what math did I have to do for you? Oh, you and I are the same age. That's right. Maths. You <laughs> yeah. No, it's math. We're We've only doing one problem. <laughs> one problem. One problem. So this was Banjo-Kazooie, a uh, platform game developed by Rare. They also did... Um, Donkey Kong 64. Perfect Dark. Conker's, Conker's Bad, Bad Fur Day. Day. Jet Force Gemini. GoldenEye. They did do GoldenEye, didn't they? Yes. They did, basically did everything on the N64. That was worth playing. Essentially. Did yeah. Kong Racing... How many games did they churn out in the few years, though? Oh, tons. And I mean, Banjo, Banjo Tooie, of course, came out. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much flagshipped the N64, and they're the reason it was as awesome as it was. I think they are, like, completely integrated into that console's history. They are probably the biggest company for that console outside. I mean, they were first-party Nintendo, weren't they? Yes, I mean they pretty, just made everything for them. But, but they now, also you fast did, forward, and now 
But yeah, so the they did a cameo on the Xbox 360, which that was actually really good. I mean, it did a good job of showing off the graphics of this is what HD gaming is going to be like. I remember really enjoying it. But if you fast forward to nowadays, where Rare is kind of they've become this developer of um, that were doing Connect games for a long time, Ugh. and uh, yeah, and and then they're doing that um, Sea of Thieves, which is coming out. That looks pretty decent. It looks pretty good. And of course, they made Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which was a complete departure from the rest of the series. Which was sad because they build that as being such an awesome game where you could um, build anything. Yeah, it just it just saw it had banjo in it, but it didn't feel like a banjo game. You know, it's kind of with the vehicle mechanics, it's just just unnecessary. Should just made Banjo Three. They should have, but I mean, this ties back into ukulele because ukulele. <laughs> It looks like those old games, but I think because those kind of games haven't come out for a long time, there's a really big market for it, which is why, of course, it got Kickstarter for so much money. Because it just looks great. Well, traditional platforming is kind of a forgotten genre. It is, and I think that's sad, because it's good. So, Banjo, I think, is inspired very heavily by Mario 64. Yeah, I was surprised by playing it, how I like, direct uh, inspiration there is. And I think, that, which is good, because Mario 64 is a great game to try to emulate, and they did enough to make it different that it doesn't feel yeah. like, oh, I'm just playing a reskinned Mario 64. But you have a central hub world with different worlds that you can branch out into. Um, however in trying to make their game different from Mario 64, I think they actually did something that I consider to be not the best step. They made the hub world way too complicated. I I agree with that. Because... In See, a, I didn't struggle. Well, yeah, No, neither. but just, like, it's there's so much to it. Like, I feel like it was kind of unnecessary to have that many different like oh go down this tube go down this tube like why do you need shortcuts for a hub if that's supposed to be the shortcut yeah the thing that bothered me the most is that to to compare this directly to mario 64 if you want to go into a world you run into the picture perfect here and they had pictures which is exactly the same you you collect puzzle pieces put them into the picture and it unlocks that world here, I would have been okay if the picture would have like flipped up and you could have walked into the world. If they would have jumped into the picture, I'd have been like, okay, this is too similar. However, you put the puzzle pieces into the picture and then a door opens up in a completely different part of the world and you have no idea how to get there. For example, the last level, Click Clack Wood. It's on the highest level, but the picture is way back down on the third level. In a whole... In, in, in a underwater tunnel that you had no idea was there. I knew it was there. I found it earlier on. Great. Good for you. And um, I think because I've played Banjo-Tooie, which is incredibly even more complex than this one. Uh, I haven't played that one. Pretentious as fuck. It is, honestly, on Banjo-Tooie, the levels interconnect with each other as well. Oh, so Jesus. you can be 
in one of the worlds and you can get to another world by there's a train sometimes and sometimes there's caves to go through and you end up back at another level which you can only get to a jiggy which is on the other level through going through another level and it just gets so complicated jiggies for a second yes jiggies that's what the puzzle pieces are called hilarious like who was like let's call them jiggies because it's a jigsaw well, this- puzzle but like puzzle pieces oh the was jiggies. eric also to talk sounds- about i don't the know it- gigolo is what it reminds me of male oh, sex servants yeah, that's what I'm gonna yeah, find. That's what in you're collecting, game. Jess. That's what you're collecting. They fit nicely into the pictures. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but Eric, to go back to your point about putting them in the the pictures on Banjo Tui, there is a central area where you have to go to a temple to put them in, and then you have to do you have to fit the puzzle pieces in yourself, and that unlocks all of the worlds. So you just have to go back to there using shortcuts. Hey Dan, and just put them in. Dan, what? We played Banjo Kazooie this week, not Banjo Tooie. I know oh, we did, shit. but they tie in nicely. I'm referencing. Great. Let's talk about Banjo Kazooie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't Jack, care about Tooie. Track. <laughs> no one do. Nobody can uh, keep these guys on track. We really can't. Truth. There's no way. Um, Jack, would you care to explain how these worlds are laid out? What is the purpose of each world? Put you well, yeah. so, Could you give him a more complicated question? That was a really weird way to put it. The purpose. Welcome to Eric. The, the world. You walk into the world. What do you do in each world? Some people might okay. never... Like, so basically... There could be somebody out there who's like, Banjo, What? So we have to you, do, the way just, you said it made it sound like there was a f- like philosophical reason for the existence yeah. of each of these worlds. <laughs> well, which I mean, yeah, I'm, giving him, <laughs> I'm giving him Don't the option. Don't confuse the Brits. Giving him the Easy option confused. to wax philosophical about the just world if he has a deeper off. meaning. <laughs> uh, well, the game starts with Banjo's uh, sister, right? Sister? Yeah. 2G. 2G. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> captured. <laughs> and then the whole game, you're progressing through the land, I guess it would be, uh, to get to the witch who captured her. But to get past these doors, you have to collect jiggies, the puzzle pieces. Oh, no, you actually have to collect uh, the notes, whatever they're called. No, it's yeah, the like musical... Ever- no, oh, basically, this game's a collectathon. <laughs> oh God, is yeah, it ever? If you like to pick things up, this game is for you. Yes. You also so get jingles. I kind of like jiggles, and... Jess, but not. No. <laughs> Could you imagine if every time you picked up a jiggy, Will Smith's face popped up? Getting jiggy with it. Yes, that would be so good. <laughs> Why did they not do that? I'm so Missed disappointed. opportunity. Or if there was like some sort of really <laughs> weird variation of a, a snippet of his song that played. That would be fine. Do you remember the dance for that? No. That's I'm... what he should do when he collects it. <gasps> Somebody needs to mod this. <laughs> it's probably already done. <laughs> it started here. Sorry, okay, Jack. Sorry. Continue. Uh... Basically, to progress, you need to get notes, and to get notes, you need to get puzzle pieces. 
is from the previous worlds, is how it works. So you go world to world collecting stuff until you get uh, to the end. So is the basic premise. In each world, there are 10 jiggies and 100 notes. And the two correspond that you need the jiggies to unlock more worlds, but you need the notes to unlock doors to get to more worlds. Right. Yeah. You, you don't have to collect all the notes, but you have to collect a certain amount to at least get to the end of the game. Which really yeah. screwed me over when I played. See, ah. me and Eric, we collect everything. So, <laughs> so I made it to... Mad Monster Mansion without missing a single note. And after that, oh. I just said, fuck it. This is... I accidentally walked on the pad when I had, like, 93 notes. That's so annoying. That I, happened to me a couple of yeah. times. At that point, I went, well, that quest is over. Well, this is the bad thing, though. If you die in the level, you lose all the notes you've collected. Yeah, yeah. that was super nice. Oh, also <laughs> hidden throughout the world. So Banjo's health is honeycombs because he's a bear and bears eat honey. Uh, Kazooie is a, a bird that hangs out in his backpack. Those are, the, those are the characters and they have moves that interact with each other. But... Isn't Kazooie a girl? Did I say? I think she is. Yeah. Maybe. Are you sure? I mean, let's not assign like gender stereotypes, 98.7% sure that they used... Uh, female pronouns, Eric, to describe her. Okay. She is a red-crested something. It says. Oh, yeah. Heron? Heron? A red-crested Breagle, oh. which is why she says that sometimes. She's perverted, too. I know. She's <laughs> proper. She's, she's such a bitch. She's got the <laughs> sass. I love her. Um, so hidden throughout the world are honeycomb pieces or empty honeycombs that you can use to increase your overall health i forgot about those so i only ever got myself one extra honeycomb piece i think i did too they were very hard to find and a lot of the when we get to the end of the game the final boss i'll tell you how much that fucked me over (laughs) yeah Ah, and I will tell you how you could have fixed it as well. Don't tell me what I already we'll know. Kick yourself. But those were what? super irritating because sometimes you had to leave and come back for them, or like if you did, I had to go back for a couple because I had fucked up and killed something that was going to get me up, like the tourney thing. I'm really good at describing things. I'm going to just. Oh, you're painting. Yeah, just I a know exactly what you mean right It's now. like just Bob Ross of video games here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like gave up halfway through. No, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna say words till something happens and someone stops me from sounding like an idiot. Jack, come on! God damn. Save her, Jack. There's no saving you from this one. No, there really isn't. Fair. Okay, done. Go. I wanted to see where you're going with this. Oh, I was just going to say it was irritating because sometimes you'd have to go back and backtrack to get the stupid honeycombs that you forgot about. And then it was one of those irritating components of the game. I just didn't, didn't even You could get them all in the level you were in, Jess. No, but like the one, the first one, I had to be a... Don't you have to be a termite to get to the thing? And to be a termite, you have to find another skull dude because you can't find the skull dude until you're a termite. 
you can do no. that all in you the first level. You get the skulls, and then you go and see really? Mumbo, and then he turns you into a termite. There were five level. skulls. Were there five skulls? Yes, there was. So in Without each doubt. level, <gasps> actually, there, well, there's more than... I did a lot than, of walking. <laughs> there's more than just the notes and the jiggies. Each level has eggs, red feathers, gold feathers, jinjos, and mumbo tokens. Jinjo! And the mumbo tokens, you can go to this chieftain who will change you into different animals per whatever level you're in. Mumbo jumbo! Ikambokum. 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 Itju. Hi. That's what he says. He has some attitude, too, if you come to him with no puzzle pieces. I mean, mumbo jumbo token. I wouldn't know, Jess. I collected everything. Shut up! <laughs> I do. And there's also in the levels. There's also the ability to unlock new moves through bottles. Oh, bottles the gopher. He's he remind me reminded Some me more. of Resetti from Animal Crossing. Yeah, me too. That jackass. Well, I guess it oh, would be the other way around. Resetti reminds me of bottles. Can I reference Banjo right. Tooie again? Oh. No. No, nope, <laughs> okay. we're done with those. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead dan no <laughs> well how do we want to go through this there are eight levels do we want to sit and talk about every level or do we just want to meander through our thoughts well what, what i think we should talk about first is the music of this game it's one of the best yeah. things i think it yeah. is quite catchy I mean, it's not the catchiness that impresses me. It's the fact that the music seamlessly transitions into new versions depending on where you are in the world. Like, I find yeah. It's, yeah, I like that. It's mind-blowing, even to this day. Or so if good. you go underwater... It, like, mutes it a bit and plays slightly slower. Or It's just so clever. Muffles. I friggin' could not. I hate, hate swimming with him. I don't think... I it... found it was really cumbersome. It was kind of annoying. I don't think any N64 game had good swimming mechanics. No. And the first few levels of this game relied so heavily on swimming. There's an entire level dedicated to it on um, Banjo-Tooie. The same. Treasure Trove Cove. Atlantis. Then there was Clanker's Cavern. Then there was uh, Rusty Bucket Bay. Those were all almost 100% swimming levels. Yeah. So almost half the levels in this game required you to swim. I could you invert the axis swimming? I couldn't find that option. I don't think no, I don't so. think but I didn't can. look very hard. The other thing, the only gripe that I have about this game is the absolute shit quality of the camera. Yeah, it does I think get it was alright once you got used to it. I mean, it was attached think... to the C button, which, but, which was yeah. kind of like a right analog stick, I guess. The problem with the N64 cameras is that if there was something in the way, they wouldn't move. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas modern cameras will either remove that object so you can see what's there or the camera will zoom in so you're closer behind the person, but you can still get the view that you need. The other piece, too, is that it moves in set increments. So if you need to line yourself up perfectly with something and the camera doesn't fall into that set piece you just have to do it at an angle not very smooth no yeah but that's my only gripe one of my 
only gripes about this game is the frustrating camera. Really? I love it. This game was a freaking blast. I thought you were enjoying it. Um, there were times where I wasn't. You sent me quite a few messages where you were frustrated. My frustration with the game is that it's very, very long. It is for quite long. And it starts to feel like a lot of the same. Jess, there's more than one level, by the way. Just saying. (laughs) No. Should we get this question out of the way now? How far did everybody get? Finished. Jack, did you beat it? Uh, Uh Uh-oh. I beat the. You get your shit full of stuff your first episode. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I beat the puzzle part, but I didn't have enough notes to do the boss part. Oh no. Which was so frustrating. Oh dear. I beat it. I stayed up until like 4 o'clock in the morning beating it. You actually beat it? Yeah, and stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh my god, well done, Jess. Why do you pick the <laughs> longest you. games to beat? I don't know. So next Actually, week, that's true. Next week, we're playing a true. game that can be beat in 45 minutes, and I guarantee you won't beat that. <laughs> nope. But you will beat a 20-hour game. Because you get, like, I feel like I get sucked in by the storyline, and then you're like, There's fuck no yeah. story to I'm this. all about this. Uh, you have to save a sister. Oh, did you guys ever save and quit? Never. Yeah, that was weird the first time. <laughs> no, I was like, holy shit, I broke it. Oh my god. Why? I thought I had to redo everything. I know. You save and Why quit, and it, like, um, the sister is, I think she gets put into the machine, and then the witch, like, flicks a lever, and then all her prettiness goes to the witch. And the witch comes out, like, pretty foxy looking. And then <laughs> the girl's like, ah, you didn't save me. And I was like, oh my god. Damn it. Nope, I never did that. No, I never did that either. Oh, well, you can do it. So, what were everybody's favorite or least favorite worlds? There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine worlds. I have to remind myself what they were. Here, I will send you a list because I have it. It's on the left-hand side. So, Gander, take a peek. Drop your peepers on the list. Um, I think Mumbo's Mountain, I, the very I first... I quite liked all of them. The, the very first level did a fantastic job of just setting up, hey, here's the game, this is how it plays. It's not too difficult, but it's going to get really deep. Oh my god, Jess. Are you into green skinned women? She's a bit of a rock. Yeah. Wouldn't say no. <laughs> You're not in a position to be able to say no. Correct. Yes. But um honestly, out of all the levels, the one I probably enjoyed the most was the last level where it was a board game. I thought that was so cool. Well, let's let's save that. That's the end of the game. Yes, but you asked me what my favorite level That's was. That's not a, and level. That is a level. It is a level. That is not even close to a level. You do have you to collect, unlock it. Do you, you collect jiggies? Do you collect notes? 
Yep. No, you don't. You're being dumb. <laughs> it's the last <laughs> level. No, it's not. Okay. So you're on about the well, the worlds rather than the actual all the levels. Yes, the actual levels. What are your favorite ones? I, as much as you found it frustrating, I actually really enjoyed Click Clock Wood. I thought it was really cool how they did it. So here was my frustration with it. I actually did like it, but at that point, um, you needed 25 mumbo tokens to transform into a bee. And I only had five oh, have when I walked in. I, I had loads all the way through. See, I didn't. I, I always barely just had enough. So that was the one jiggy. Actually, I finished the game with not getting two jiggies. And that was one of them. Oh. Oh, I know. I stayed up till about two in the morning playing through Click Clock Wood to get everything. And I missed 11 notes and I had no idea where they were. Because I should explain about Click Clock Wood. Basically, Click Clock Wood has four different seasons. You have spring, summer, autumn, winter, and each one is slightly different. And you have to go and do loads of different ones. And collect certain jiggies are in certain seasons, and you have to do things in other seasons to get them to unlock the other seasons. It's quite cool. Apparently, Rusty Bucket Bay is supposed to be this really super difficult, obnoxious, annoying level. Yeah, just... I had that as well, but... Did you struggle with it at all? Not no. at all. Yeah. The only... This one actually... I struggled to find some notes I was missing, but that's it. This one actually has... I was going to ask everybody what their least favorite jiggy to get was, and mine was actually from this level. It's the one where you have to go down into the boiler room slow down the fans, then go up, climb down the smokestack, climb across the propeller blades, hit two buttons and then that shut off the propellers to the boat, run out, climb up the smokestack, jump in the water, and get the jiggy behind the the propellers. Yeah, and that get was back quite out. that was quite a lot of precision platform in there. I and, made um, it but into the, the propellers with one second. I did too. <laughs> grabbed the jiggy, hit the propellers and, then and got died. Eaten up. Yeah. Happened to me as well. But um, my worst jiggies to get are the ones where they're outside the levels, where you have to quite often use the transformation from inside the level, go out of the level, use the transformation yeah. to get the jiggy, then go back into the level to transform back into Banjo, and it's just cumbersome. Were there more than one of those? Because the only one I remember from that was the Termite one on Mumbo's Mountain. Yeah, there's more than one. You have to be a B to get the Click Clock Wood one. Oh, see, I didn't bother. Yeah. Once I got... I, I looked up how many jiggies i needed to unlock the final level and i needed 25 and i was at 23 so i got one more from click clock wood and then went back to the mumbo's mountain and got that one with the termite because i knew i'd forgotten it like all right well i'm done it was also a section where you had to use the pumpkin to unlock one of the hub worlds that yeah that's what i did that was annoying. oh yeah yeah that's where i got stuck actually i didn't know where to go before that yeah that wasn't obvious at all at all. Well, what was so annoying about it is that you went into the world, became a pumpkin, came out. I realized the gate to the second part of the graveyard was still up. So I had to go back in, turn back into Banjo, come out, break the gate, go back in, become a pumpkin, go through, 
there's a there, there's a oh, hut yeah. with a door. You go in, talk to Mumbo. He turns you back into Banjo. You break open the casket to raise the water again. Talk to Mumbo in there. Become a pumpkin. Come back out and go back into the world. Change back into Banjo and come out. It's just too much. Yeah, it was too much up it. Totally. Which leads to the much. whole complexity of the hub world sometimes being a little much. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Like I said, if you play the sequel, wow. So here's the thing, though, that that I'm kind of curious about. And I'd be interested to know from people who actually played this game when it first came out. We play a lot of these really big games on a very succinct time schedule. We initially planned to play this entire thing in a week. Fortunately, we had two weeks to do it. I think as a kid, when I would play games like this, I would enjoy it more because, hey, there's this big, open, sprawling world. I'm going to explore every nook and cranny. Whereas here, we're just trying to pound through it and get done. So maybe we didn't really appreciate the whole, let's just explore. I did. I got yeah, especially 99 jiggies and only 11 notes missing at the end. Wow. I only had 99 jiggies because I couldn't be bothered to go back into Click Clock Wood and turn into the bee to come out of <laughs> Click Clock Wood to collect the jiggy to go back into Click Clock Wood and turn back to Banjo. That was the only reason I didn't have the last one. <laughs> I could see why you didn't want to get that. Yeah, because there's, t- there's 10 jiggies in the home world as well. And um, I actually glitched it out. You know the jiggy in the Egypt world mm-hmm. where um, I had to open the sarcophagus? I um, bounced on top of the sarcophagus and did the, the the beak slam move, and it unlocked the jiggy, even though it wasn't open. See, how are you supposed it, to get up so, that? I was like, huh? How are you supposed to get that? Because I feel like I glitched it out where it, when you open that sarcophagus, the jiggy's floating at the top of it, and you can't just doing your normal backflip move isn't high enough to get it. Because there's a shock pad, you have to go down one of the breakable walls, and the, you, know, unlock and sh- you unlock a shock pad. See, what I did was I did the backflip as a mummy was coming towards me, and I bounced off the top of him and got it. All right, so we both got that the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah, because I kept looking at that like, how the hell am I going to get this? Mm. So Jess had to go take her cat out in case you're wondering why she's not here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's not that she didn't play. She could have just been thoughtful. Taking her cat outside. I hope she put it in yes. a harness and on a leash. It's probably just done a massive shit on her floor. <laughs> Under the couch for her to find in three weeks. Yes. The other jiggy that I despised getting was the sled race. With oh, yeah. Her. You said you had trouble with this. It took me three tries, but the sled race in Freezy Easy Mountain or Freezy Easy Peak. Yeah, Freezy Easy Peak. Oh, that's another jiggy I didn't get because I got frustrated with the fact that, oh, I can't get all the jiggies in one go. Where in Bubble Gloop... Yeah, that was the only level that happened. Yeah. In Bubble Gloop Swamp, you get... No, was it Gobi Desert? It was Clanker's Cavern, I think. The, well, there's one where you get these... Oh, no, it's the, it's the Gobi's Desert one. You yeah. get running shoes. And then you have to come back to Freezy Easy Peak and challenge the walrus to another race. I just said, screw it, I'm not going back in. I did go back. I had to. Wait, yeah. what? There's a, there's you, a, you don't need the beast to be him, though, right? 
I don't think yeah, you, you do. do. You can't. It's impossible. Is it? I yeah, because he. I, you beat him without the you? running shoes. Well, the sled race. Well, there's a second no, there's part. No, there is. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, so you didn't get all the jiggies in Freezy Easy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, once you beat him, he unlocks an, unlocks another race where you have to use the speed shoes. And uh, the, those races, you like, can kind of tell if you play them a few times that they're scripted, and you like kind of overtakes you at certain times. And uh, and then he slows down a bit, and then you kind of have to surge ahead. Uh, sorry, I got sidetracked making fun of Jess. He did. <laughs> Jess, we just made fun of you thinking you took your cat out in a leash and a harness. and No, my cats do have leashes and harnesses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, he's a, Simon's a puppy. Is he going to start and making a bunch of noise? So cute. No, he's eating right now. I've distracted him with food. I have another treat to give him to if he is loud. So there was but... a, there was another jiggy that I didn't enjoy getting, and that was in Clanker's Cavern when you had to swim all the way down and swim through that keyhole three times. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. So I didn't you, mind it. The swimming sucks, but you also have a health or a, an air meter of, of six water combs. And there's yeah. this fish swimming around that occasionally will pop out an air bubble. But the mechanics of swimming are so terrible that it's just blind luck picking those up. So for a good five minutes, I'm swimming around just trying to replenish my air and then try to swim through that key ring. Yeah, it didn't struggle. I, I think if you did it the other way around, it would have been easier. Like you rush down, do the key, and then collect air to go back up. Which I tried to do, but you can't make it all the way down, swim through, and all the way back up without dying. You just can't. I loved how that fish was called Gloop, and he made made that noise when he expels the bubbles. (laughs) Did you notice? I didn't. That's another thing I love about this game, how everything kind of is alive. Everything, even rocks. My My favorite character is the tree named Trunker. Yeah, I like that one. Or Gobi, the... uh... None of the characters actually speak. They just make a collection of grunts, which I believe (laughs) most of them were done by one of the game designers. Really? Yeah. And um, he's also doing them for ukulele, like he voices banjo and um, some others, and he just did a collection of daft noises for all the characters. But somehow the daft noises are always very fitting for each character, like something which is metallic will have a bit of a tinny sound to it and something... Like a rock might be very deep voiced, or it's just really clever. I feel like they ask children, "What sound do you think this would make?" We're going with that. <laughs> what sound does a tree make? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good game. It is. I like the the variety of move sets that are within it too. It. It gives you enough time like, to play around with the moves that you have before introducing something new. Yeah. yeah. You get you get first person shooting on Banjo Tooie. We played we played Banjo Kazooie though. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Let's play a banjo tui as well. I would rather die. No, you wouldn't. You'd like it. Not you're you're really not selling me on it though. You're like, oh, it's so much harder than this and this and this and this and this. Like, no thanks. It is, but it's good. What is the move that you utilized the most? Probably Banjo's roll or the jump and beak attack thing. Um, probably the backflip because I kept accidentally doing that when I was trying to do everything else. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. For me, it was the the big charge. I utilized the, the talon trot almost exclusively to walk around because it was I so much faster. The sound oh, of that yeah, too. Yeah. So much yeah, faster. I didn't really spend a lot of time fighting the enemies, though. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to avoid getting hurt. Yeah, only when you. No, but to I loved. The book people, the book guy. I, what was that monster that looked like it was just paper? Do you oh, know Maybe he wasn't a monster. Is this in He's the hub world or in one of the levels? No, like um, they. If you killed them, they gave you three honeycombs things. Those are beehives. Oh, beehives. <laughs> They're not beehives. Those are they beehives. Are hence why yes. the last half of the game, they're surrounded by, get this, Jess, bees. <laughs> yeah, Jess. Jesus they're not. They are. That's why they have honeycombs that in them. That makes so much more sense. Let, let me show you a picture, Jess. <laughs> oh my God, that makes so much that more sense. The single most dumbest thing you have ever said, ever. Besides the fact that you just said most dumbest. I just thought that they were like newspaper stands or something. <laughs> that gave you that gave you honeycombs. Did you play well, this game everyone... with your brightness all the way down or what? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, in a beautiful seg in a beautiful segue, did anybody find the thing that is made of paper called Cheeto? I did not. Yeah. At certain sections in the hub world, you can go through secret areas to find a cheat book, and he gives you cheats, which you can then take to um, Treasure Trove Cove. And on the floor where you had to um, hammer out Banjo Kazooie, you can type in the cheats using that floor. That would take really... forever. I know. Yeah. Oh my god! You can and also use that for the well. um, the stop and swap thing, which we might get to at some point. Yes. I don't know if you want to talk about that now or later. We'll, we'll get to it in a minute, I think. Okay. So, as you progress through this game, I made it to the end with 811 notes. You needed exactly 810 notes to unlock the final level. I made it to the end with 25 leftover jiggies, which is exactly how many you needed to fight Gruntilda. Nicely done. Now, shall I... I had more notes than you, and did you notice when you before you fight Gruntilda there was more note doors? Yeah. If you go through one of them, there is a painting of a honeycomb, and if you have enough jiggies to fill it up, you get red honeycombs, which is a second health layer on top of your other honeycombs. Mm. So that was really cool. Well, I did not have enough to do either. <laughs> but oh, this well. was this part was after. The Grunty's Furnace Fun. 
which yes. was a board game game show, which was awesome. Yeah, such a good final level. Yeah, I'll let somebody else such talk a, about that. Well, I was kind of expecting a boss battle at that point, and it kind of mix it up because you basically end up in this game show where um, you have to basically throughout the hub world you can encounter um, Gruntilda's sister. I can't remember what her name is. But uh, she tells you facts about Gruntilda, and you have to try and remember them because you get asked. Sometimes you get asked the questions as you go across the board, and you so, also have to do different mini games throughout the game and a set time limit on this board. Otherwise, you lose a honeycomb on every square. And uh, there are you have seven to try and get different to the types end of Gruntilda. seven different types of tiles that you can step on, ranging from um, asking questions to a sound effect. Um, the eye tile, which you have to correctly locate or identify a location. Um, there's a watch tile that you have to do a previous challenge with harder rules. Like in Treasure Trove Cove, you had to pound out Banjo-Kazooie on the ground. This time you have to do it backwards with less time. That was difficult. That I got that one. real hard. Uh, the Grunty tile was questions about Gruntilda, like Dan said, that were given to you, answers given to you by her sister. Um and then the skull tile, which is any of them. And then the joker tile, which was any. Oh, the joker tiles apparently gave you cards that you can use to skip any other tile. I didn't get any of them. Did you go to any yeah. of the joker tiles? I don't think so. I used, I used those cards to skip the skull ones. Because like if you lose one. on the skull ones, you just die instantly. Oh. Yes, and then you're back to the start, doing it all again. Now, here's yep. the question. How many people played this on an emulator? I'm assuming Maybe. everyone. Yeah. How many people save-stated constantly? Not only through this, Not but just in general. Not constantly, I hadn't... but quite often. What Tricky platform. Save... that's when I did it. Oh. Really? Hmm. Mine would either save state or save it as like auto save through the emulator. And if you select one, it turns off the other. Oh. And I was only like the first level when I fucked that up. Oops. But Oopsie. better than, than later on. So, so I sent you, I found a list of all of the question from questions from Grunty's furnace fun. You did. I, I did. Didn't notice that. <laughs> There's some interesting stuff in here that I actually ended up getting quite a good chunk of them wrong. I mean, there's a lot to it. Like it's because it's such an in-depth game, and the, the I mean, you. This is what this one, for example. The question is: You found enough. You know the score. How many notes for the first note door? I mean, are you going to remember that? No, not at all. Or like. In a pyramid, some tiles you match who's not included in this batch. And then it's just like, I don't remember that shit. So it comes down to just a game of guessing. I forgot to mention, we forgot to mention actually Gruntilda, the villain, actually rhymes everything she says. <laughs> it's quite funny. <sighs> yes. So, Jack, after this, this is where your game ended. Yeah. Why? 
10 because well, he didn't have the noughts. Oh, yeah. Right, right, but because there's two note doors before that. I listen, Jack. There. <laughs> there's two note doors before that, and I didn't have enough notes for those. So instead of going back and going for every level and doing it, because I was lazy, I looked up a cheat how to get past them. <laughs> and then that really screwed me over at the end when I couldn't get past the final one. Because there were no cheats on how to get through that one. Exactly. Which emulator were you using? Uh, let me just look. PJ64? Yeah. So fun fact... At the top, oh, under no. options, there's a button that says cheats. Oh, no. And this ROM has <laughs> all of the cheats built into it. So you could have just selected Ugh. infinite notes or infinite jiggies. Um, I think I just died a little inside. Just a bit. <laughs> and I'm ashamed to say that I had to use one of these cheats in the last 30 <sighs> seconds of the game. Did you give yourself infinite health? I had to. Because, now, let's oh. move, just bear with me here. We're going to talk about this boss battle with Gruntilda, which is stupid. Worst part of the game, the final boss. Oh, it was rock hard. Because that. But I had the expanded health, so... See, and that's where not collecting the honeycombs killed me. Because I only had six honeycomb pieces fighting her. Ah, but if you got all the notes, you could have got 12 honeycomb pieces because you would have had the red second bar. Yeah, but I didn't, so that doesn't help me. I know, but I'm just saying, you could have done. So her, That's what I did. Her battle is broken into five pieces. The first one, she's just swooping at you on a broomstick, and then after her second pass, she stops and you can attack her. Then the next one... You have to shoot your eggs at her, but your camera doesn't line up directly. And meanwhile, she's shooting fireballs at you the entire time. That was fine. The fly and dive part was fine. Um, where you just floating around, you have to use your beak bomb to smash into her. That was okay. It was quite difficult, though. That was quite hard to target with that thing. Very hard. And the stupid thing about her boss fight is that there is a spell that she shoots at you that cannot be avoided unless you use your golden feathers. Yeah, that makes you invincible. So For just a brief second. And I went into this battle with none, and there were only four golden feathers on the map to pick up. So, uh, See, the- again, if you get all the notes, you're going to lock one of the doors, which fills up everything before you go in. It has like a big feather, and it fills up everything. Yeah, and that would have made this boss battle a lot easier had I done that. The next one was the Ginginator, where you have to activate the Jinjo Towers. That was harder. It was the last piece where this giant Jinjo statue pops up in the middle, and there are four holes on either side, and you have to shoot five eggs into it each side. Yeah. But she's constantly shooting you with fireballs, and the fireballs track you, so you have to run... Wait till you hear the noise and then change direction. She shoots four fireballs at you and then immediately follows it up with one of those spells that you cannot avoid. So you have to get hit by this thing and it gives you just enough time to shoot three eggs into the hole, provided you're perfectly lined up with it. Yeah, it was a bit too precise for the game 
was, I feel, that bit. I made it to this point, and I had save-stated with three health bars. So there was physically no way I could beat it. Because I would have to, I would have to get hit a minimum of three times because I'd used up all the, the golden feathers. I'd have to get hit three times, and there were four holes that I had to fill. And after trying to you find a way suck, Eric. to avoid these, I finally <laughs> just went, I'm giving myself free health so I can beat this. Uh, disappointed in you, my friend. I'm disappointed in myself, to be honest. I am very disappointed in you. Jess, did you have to cheat to beat it? And she might be He's rough. No, he's playing with my hand and it hurts, so I'm screaming. So I muted the mic. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I had to um, go through and change the You mean the the dog or the guy who was jacking it, by the way? (laughs) You had to change what, Jess? The... Like uh, on my emulator, you could change the joystick sensitivity, which helped a lot for aiming. So that made my life a lot easier because I hated my life before that because it just made aiming a little bit easier. Because before, if I like touched it a tiny bit, it would like shoot in the complete opposite direction. So you actually beat this game legitimately. Yeah. Why are you surprised? Because you normally <laughs> don't beat games, so I have to wonder. So, Jess, does that mean no, that I technically you are like better I at games than Eric? <laughs> no, I succeeded going in, so then I wouldn't have to start, kind of, and then maybe like once or twice and it. But whatever, that's not cheating. See, I was I was save stating through throughout the battle. I was too. Okay, yeah. So, see, so we all <laughs> technically cheated. Yeah. But not as badly as you. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I did cheat with infinite health. God no mode, excuses I like to call or anything. It. No, there's no excuse for it. I was so frustrated because I just wanted to go to bed and I'm like, "Fuck this! This is dumb." <laughs> I'm cheating. True. It was a stupid final boss battle. It was so dumb. I hate it when they make boss battles just difficult stupid. for the point of making it difficult it wasn't complicated it wasn't an intricate battle it was just hey i'm just going to injure you a lot and give you no health and you're just going to have to get stupid lucky and like the big ginger guy he was really weird (laughs) (laughs) he's fighting my early nine in the wrong place Yes, Dan, the curling iron is in the wrong place. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jess, are you still there? Directed him. Your your internet pooped out. Oh, can you hear me now? Well, yeah, now we can. Oh, okay. Yeah. To be honest, though, I did think that after... The furnace fun, I almost turned it off. I'm like, well, I guess I got the shitty ending because they went through the credits. I know. What's that about? And then kind of his sister goes, you haven't stopped it yet, you know. Let's go back and do it again. 
But after the actual credits, what was up with that actual human woman walking through the beach? Yeah. Well, I know, with really the two obvious. melons. Yeah. I thought I laughed at the melons. I thought it was amusing. There hadn't been a normal human sense. It's like, all right, here we go. Here's this. I mean, I guess sex sells, but if it's at the end of the game, it's not really selling it. Maybe it was on the box. I don't think it was. <laughs> I think it's probably just Ray's little joke. They like the little jokes. Like, I mean, on Conker's Bad Fur Day, there's a busty plant. So There's a giant <laughs> level made out of poop, too, so... Yes, there is. I love that game. Yes. Any uh, any final thoughts on Banjo? I think we need to talk about Stop and Swap. Oh, yeah, we do. You told me to research that a little bit. I did. Do you, Jess, Jack, do you know anything about Stop and Swap? I have no idea what you're talking about. Prepare ah. to get learned. This is good stuff, this. Um, well, you remember the walrus called Wazza in Freeze Easy Peak? Uh, yeah. Uh, did you go? Did you collect the Jinjo in that cave? Yeah. If you go up there, you can actually. There's a window, and you can see a giant key made of ice. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And this is part of the um, the stop and swap thing. When ga- when Rare made this game, they knew they were going to do Banjo Tooie, so they developed oh, a system. Yeah where you could access some secret items in Banjo-Kazooie, which would unlock rewards in Banjo-Tooie. But when Banjo-Tooie came out, they didn't get time to implement this properly. So it became a big mystery about how to get these things. And um, in, on the floor in Treasure Trove Cove, you can spell out certain cheats, which are incredibly complex, and they unlock new bits of the world where you can access these items. So you can get an ice key, and you can get certain different types of colored eggs, which were meant to unlock rewards in Banjo-Tooie. That's basically it. That's Stop and Swap. But to do that's it... That's pretty... You, initially, you thinking. had 10 seconds to do it. And then they made improvements to the N64 hardware that reduced that to a one-second time that you had. They had to swap the cartridges quickly, so it was impossible to do. You, you can't physically do it. They did incorporate that into the Rare Replay version. And the Xbox Live version. Correct. But it disabled your leaderboard statuses. Yeah. Just to give you an example of some of the cheats you had to put in on the floor, you had to put, cheat, don't you go and tell her about the secret in her cellar. (laughs) Damn. Cheat, uh, Cheat out of the sea it rises to reveal more secret prizes. And stuff like that, they're exceptionally long. But... No, there's no point in, in the game. Does it tell you these cheats? Like people had to date a miners to get these, I think, in the end. But um, they, can you remember? Can anybody remember Treasure Trove Cove, where there was a little thing called Shark Food Island in the distance? Did anybody see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the secret areas that r- rises out of the ground, and there's an entirely new area in it. Huh. If you reach so the cool. end of the game. With all 100 jiggies, Mumbo actually shows you some photos which have like animated videos of Banjo and Kazooie collecting these secrets. And But he doesn't tell you how to get them. He just says, look at this. This is what you missed. Just to taunt you a bit. Speaking of other secret areas, in um, Mad Monster Mansion, did anybody find the stained glass window with Banjo Kazooie on it? Yes, I did. Where yeah. you could jump through it. Yeah. 
just some stuff in there. I like I like this one. Cheat. Now you can see a nice ice key which you can have for free. And the key does nothing. No, it doesn't do anything because it wasn't implemented properly. Yeah. But if you buy Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts for Xbox 360, then you can. There is a stop and swap thing if you've played the Xbox Live arcade version of Banjo Kazooie or Tui, and you can use them to unlock new vehicle parts and stuff. Just slightly that, underwhelming that, after the big mystery. <laughs> this is a prime example of how good we have it today, where these developers can implement or finish implementing things that they started after the release because of updates. Back then, well, here's the release date. This feature isn't done. Just push the game out, and it's just forever going to be this way. It's, an in- yeah, it's interesting, nowadays, though, because it's always... Go on, Jack. Uh, nowadays, they wouldn't make giant areas and not just give it to you for free. Oh, so no. you, like, want to get the no. most out of it? DLC. You want this yeah. next island? You want four more worlds? That's another 30 bucks. Hopefully they don't do that for ukulele, because that would be annoying. I don't think they would. Yeah, I don't think so. So we all enjoyed Banjo, huh? Yep, loved it. One of the best games we've played in a long while. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And even Jess finished it, so well done. Uh, compared to Mist. I don't think anybody made it more than 10 minutes into Mist. No. We still need to replay that, though. The actual version. The yes. proper version. Real controls. Guys, should we do some emails? We should. If you want to sure. send us an email, factorysealedamanatank.com or podcast at factory-sealed.com. First one comes from Chad Hagar. Or Hager. Hello, crew. I see that you're playing Banjo-Kazooie this week. I have recently been playing this as well, somewhat. My three-year-old has discovered my rare replay disc and is constantly asking me to play trucks, or blast core, and bears, Banjo and Banjo-Tooie. So we've been playing. Although I use that term lightly as Banjo is a mess of a game. Uh, I recall playing it very briefly on a rental when I was in my teens and the N64 was newer. Never finished it then, and do not expect I will now either, as the controls are terrible and the gameplay is boring, putting me to sleep Whoa. on a couple of occasions. Really? Sure, maybe it was a product of its time, and I probably would have destroyed the game when I was 17 to 18 years old, but now it's just frustrating, and I don't think that it's due to the fact that it's on N64, as I can still pick up Mario 64 and Mario Kart 64 and play those for hours of enjoyment. Banjo is just not good, in my opinion. Maybe those nostalgia glasses have been removed from me, at least when it comes to the Banjo games at this point. Maybe your opinions on the episode will sway me to play the game further, but right now when my three-year-old asks me to play it, it is dreadful. Have you guys ever encountered any other successful games from the past that going back to or playing for the first time was a dreadful experience? I've got one. I feel like so, the three-year-old deserves to see the ending. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jack? Uh, as for a game that uh, I went back and then realized it was not good at all, was uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, no. Don't ruin that for me. <laughs> You're talking about on the regular Xbox. Uh, well, I played it on PC Okay. when I was younger. But so that was the... Going back to- first game i ever played online i bought xbox live for it and i just killed it 
get, played that game constantly online. Is it really not good to go back to? It's quite rough. It's funny you say it's the first game you played online because I think it's the first game I played full stop. Like, I actually played myself and didn't watch. Huh. I have one. Altered Beast. Ooh. <laughs> that was the tits back in the day, but it's so crap. Sorry, everyone, <laughs> if you like it, but wow. <laughs> I so may... hard. So, and Contra as well, because Contra's just rock hard. I may ruffle a few feathers with this, but I think the N64 is a little bit more prone to this because their games tend to not age well. But if you go back and try to play Goldeneye now... Oh, yeah. Uh... It is hot shit. <laughs> oh, what about Turok? Turok oh, was God, never that was good. The worst thing ever. <laughs> Turok was never good. I owned it, and I never played much of it as a kid. I'm sure it was well-received, though. I'm sure it was, too, but to be honest, when we played it for the show and I made it to the first boss, that's the furthest I'd ever been in that game. Well, Batman Forever, Eric. That was never good, either. (laughs) Do you remember when I made you guys play Toy Story? Yeah, none of us played it. I love Toy Story 2, the game. I bet it's rubbish, though. It was terrible. We played the Game Boy one, and it was terrible. Did anybody ever play Bugs Bunny Lost in Time? I've heard of it. It was a platformer, kind of like in the same vein as Banjo-Kazooie. It was really good. I remember playing it. I've never replayed it. I should do that one. I can't really put it think on the list. Of, I can't really think of a lot of... I will put it on now. ...games that... I guess I don't go back and revisit a lot of... Hmm. You guys love Tomb Raider 2. Oh, that's another one. I loved that game as a kid. And it was just toilet this time around. And I think a lot of it, I think, comes down to controls. GoldenEye is a great game, but we've advanced FPS controls. The game itself is great. Controls are terrible. And I think I can understand where Chad's coming from with Banjo. The controls really are kind of crap. I think it's one of the games that, like, you can't just sit down for, like, five minutes and play it because you need to get used to the controls again. I think a little bit they're not as intuitive as the games that you play now. But if you have, like, a marathon session, you get into it and it kind of comes back to you. Yeah, I think that's what Chad needs to do. I think he needs to give it more of a fair shake. And as you adjust from having a modern control set, like... I've been playing Medieval as well recently, and that has really janky camera and stuff like that as well. You just have to kind of get into the, the mindset of your old self when you're playing a game, I think. And just don't expect it to be as fluid as it is nowadays. The problem with, like mm-hmm. you just said, the, the problem is a lot of people go into these retro games because, to be honest, in the past five years, the concept of retro gaming has become pretty mainstream. Yeah. So people who... Yeah perhaps didn't grow up with these games or expecting, okay, I'm going to go back and play this and it's going to be awesome and it's going to have these mechanics that I'm used to now. It's just going to look a little worse. Well, that's not the case. I think a lot of people go into it with these rose-colored glasses of this game's going to be fantastic, but the reason we enjoy some of these games, again, is because we played them when we were kids. Yeah, you've, also, you've always got that nostalgia effect if you've played a game. 
I mean, for example, something like Sonic Adventure, I didn't particularly enjoy that. I love Sonic games, but I didn't play Sonic Adventure when I was younger. So, and now it's quite a slog. And I did play pieces of it when I was younger and remembered really enjoying it. So I was able to look back, look past a little bit of it, but it was still shit. Yeah. Uh, we have another email from Sam Chun. I love this right. guy's emails because they are always really long and full of good information. So uh, I apologize. I'm going to cherry pick some information out of here. It says, hey, Factory Sealed crew and Jack. You're on oh, the well, hello this. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, it says, sorry, it's been a couple weeks for a delay for my email. Hope you guys did not miss me too much. I was debating to make up three weeks worth of emails in this one, but then I realized it would probably be at least three times longer than my normal email, so decided against it. I'm actually going to keep this one within a manageable email size. I'm going to cover, I'm going to roughly cover everything from the past couple weeks and keep things succinct and still full quality. He talks a little bit about Demon's Crest, realized that he sucks at games like this. Um, Pokemon Go, he's addicted to it. So obviously, Jack, Dan, you guys need to get on the bandwagon. Um, yeah, sorry. Missed. He put some information in on there. Banjo Kazooie. Who boy, the N64 game is actually fairly uncommon to find. And depending on the quality of the game you have, including things like box and instructions, it can be somewhat valuable in price. Honestly, forgot how much fun this game was as for as far as platforming is concerned. Plus, the game does have hovering or does hovering so much better than demon's crest did uh he goes on to talk about the funny script um good writing overall gameplay memorable characters um he does have a question some of the most well-known and well-played games as a retro gamer consist of classic 2d platformers do you think that 2d platformers can still find a place in the current gaming world whether in retro form through classic consoles or in modern day throwbacks. Oh, de- definitely, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, Rearman Legends is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And um, Super Meat Boy, also great. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I think it can also be done poorly, though, too. Look at Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah. Well, oh, that's, that's a hot mess. So, <laughs> I think if you're trying to reinvent an old platform game, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, I mean, they redid Rocket Knight Adventures and that wasn't as good as the first one. Nope. But I do still think there is a market for 2D side-scrolling platformers. Yeah, I think we have to mention Shovel Knight. Oh, God. Oh, Shovel Knight, of course. Which is getting free DLC again. Shovel Knight was fantastic. It was great. I am... I don't know if anybody ever played Paper Mario on the Wii, where it's um, oh yeah, it's in two D, yeah. but yeah. it switches between the perspectives. Super Paper Mario. That's really, really like good. That. that it's too bad the Paper Mario series has just turned into garbage. Sticker Star was yeah, they've kind of done away with the RPG elements, haven't they? Yeah, Sticker yeah. Star was passable at best. Why and have they done that though? And the first ones were so good. Thousand Year Door was incredible. I haven't played that one. That's that is the end of the Paper Mario series. It just dies after that. Yeah. Well, the one on Wii was good. We did the N sixty four one not too long ago. We did. Mm-hmm. The new one, Paint Splat or Splat Splat or I don't know what it's called. Splat Splat. Paint Splotch. 
splitter splatter. Keep oh. going. Paper Mario Color Splash. That's what it is. I was close with Splat Splat. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He has a couple recommendations. He thinks we should play the Monkey Island series, which is a oh, not adventure games again. It's a point oh! and click adventure game. I'm gonna say no to that. I just can't do those. We've done too many. Well, yeah. This is true point and click, though. And there's five installments. A whole month where we did nothing but adventure games. Snowboard Kids 1 or 2. So as good as SSX Tricky. Or 1080 Snowboarding. Or Cool Borders. We should do Cool Borders. Won't be as good as SSX Tricky. That's not that old. Uh, thank you, Sam. Yeah. Now, guys, I'm going to put an asterisk next to, or at least put a disclaimer up for this next email, because, Jack, I think you finally have competition for the worst question ever asked. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting a whole week for this question. This comes from <laughs> Jay Jorgensen. Subject line, having one. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to put this on. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> haven't written since before you guys talked rather briefly about Legend of Dragoon, which brings me to my question. Which video game character did you first have a wank to? <laughs> I wish people could see my face right now because I was not expecting that. He goes on. Oh, God. <laughs> Mine was probably Meru from said Legends of Dragoon, or maybe Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Both were my first 3D rendered female characters, and I reached wanking age at that time. Anyways, carry on, Pip Pip, Cheerio, and all that. P.S. Standards Unite, Jay Jorgensen. Yeah. Hashtag. Um, mine was Solid Snake. (laughs) (laughs) I just spit my water (laughs) all over the wall. (laughs) You win life. Get a towel. He's probably going to be gone for a while. <laughs> I need a towel. <laughs> You're probably not kidding, are you? I'm not kidding. Mine was the giant poop mountain from Conquer. Obviously. Do well, we want a serious? Like, oh my god! I think we're going to leave this open to people writing in. I'm not seriously not going to answer that. <laughs> because it was probably Solid Snake. Sexy. It was. <laughs> well, yeah, sexy from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Get that bust out there. Jack, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have, but I don't think so. Are you even legally allowed to answer this question? In England, yeah. Is okay. it banjo? 
<laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, Did you just make that picture? No, I can't do Thomas Twitter. Tom made that? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be one of us. <laughs> Surrender your sneakers. <laughs> well, let's, let's hypothesize this. Who do we? I want people to write in and tell us this. This has no, to be our next don't, question. Please, yes. no. Yes. Do it just to make Dan uncomfortable. Dan sitting. There, that's dirty. Ew. Okay, so I think we're going to get a lot of hmm, spam. Spam, yeah. How about Lara Croft? Yeah. I mean, that's the default. There, that's got to be. Which is. Yeah, I, had some, I had some good times with the curl and I am thinking about her. But he's done. I feel like she would be into Peggy. Um, <laughs> oh, how about people's ages too, though? Because like younger people are probably not going to find the pixelation as attractive. No, but think about it though. <laughs> Lara Croft, her entire series was spans generations. Well, no, her entire series was initially marketed off of her sex appeal, and that's right oh, when yeah, video but... games were becoming. 3D. Yeah. My favorite one was the one where they made a short slightly see-through. Do you remember that one? Do you guys remember when we were searching oh. up uh Lara Croft pictures yep. <laughs> when she had this the the wetsuit that was skinned of her? Yeah. Oh yeah. How about Meryl Silverberg um, from Metal Gear when you could go up and down the ladder a few times and come back and she's doing sit-ups in her Oh, door. I did that loads, but I was really young at the time. So <laughs> did <I> that <laughs> loads. Did it loads. Loads of doing. So, I wonder how many people I wonder how many people knocked one out for um the Tomb Raider 2 new cheat where it puts like two square bits on the nipples and just makes a skin color. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but on. if you want to send us an email about this, you are a deranged person, but do it anyway. How about Fear Effect? Read it out. The girls from Fear Effect. Yeah, it's pretty disgraceful. What about when you learn in Super Metroid that Samus is a girl? Yeah. How many yep. guys are finally straight, like, oh, straight trousers down? Finally. <laughs> this makes so. Oh, much more sense now. The tingling in my pants is justified. I can tell my friends about this now. How about Custard's Last Stand? Do you guys remember that? Custard's Last Stand? Is that the one with the naked Indian woman? Yeah. No, I really don't remember that. Let me send you a picture. Right here. I mean, 70s video game porn at its best <laughs> look at that hard on that's quite good that like what's, oh, what's going on with her backside 
That's her voluptuous rump. The trunk. How much junk? I feel like Street Fighter is going to have a lot of. We're going to have a lot of submissions for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, Soul Calibur as well. Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. Yeah. yeah. Mortal Kombat. I mean, that's. Could be into that. Treading into some. I would also (laughs) probably say Final Fantasy. Like Ares or Tifa. How about uh, Princess Peach? That's a bit wrong. I feel like, yeah, she's very, like, innocent. Princess Zelda? I don't think she is really, though. She's a hussy. (laughs) She's always promised to marry a kid. Peach is a total hussy. Peach is not a hussy. Why does she always want Mario to come over for cake? That is sort of euphemism. So that doesn't mean she's a hussy. She doesn't want him over for pie. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my favorite Final Fantasy VIII picture, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best looking guy here. Oh yeah. Faith got hit by a truck. There's got to be okay. I feel like, I feel like we're gearing this towards guys. We have female yeah, listeners to our show. So well, Jess, yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> give us who you think girls would write. Leon in. Ken, Leon Kennedy, maybe. Guile from Street Fighter. That hair is a pretty big thing on. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Hey, I don't know if any girl is going to admit to that because girls get shamed for masturbating. And B, I just don't think that they have like, you don't have like a a pixelated six pack. Like, I don't think they're really designed for super attractiveness. How about about Solid Snake? Kratos. Yeah. Obviously that butt. Yeah, Nathan I can Drake? see it, but then we're getting more into like the newer ones, right? Like Crash Bandicoot. Nowadays, they're <laughs> yeah. Conquer Man. Uh, um, hmm. He's got that see, kind of now, yeah, for sure. Link. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mario. <laughs> I mean that fat plumber. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really wouldn't have to imagine too hard what he would sound like in bed, but I That's don't know. All he yells is <laughs> Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher. I think that's one even I would do. Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tekken would have a lot of attractive guys for the girls. Really? Yeah, Rang. He was great. Him, the uh, the the kangaroo dude, <laughs> the drunk boxer. See this? Like, I feel like a lot of the like artwork. A lot of the what, Jess? Artwork characters, I think, like, are completely different than the in-game version of the characters. Because, like, in-game versions, I think that they really focus on how we can sculpt these boobies but are not super concerned about making other body parts stand out on guys 
I've got one for you, Jess. Yes. Sedan Fortescue from Medieval. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely give you a bone. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, bravo, sir. Bravo. How about Cloud, Jess? Oh, he's not, brooding. not my choice. No. Probably more. Do you know uh, who I actually really love? Vincent. Vincent. Kate Sith. <laughs> who, no. Jess? Isn't From Kate Heavy Sith? Rain. <laughs> what, Jess? From Heavy oh, Jason Rain. Jason Guy. Was that it? What's his name? He, Is he that his been... name? Yes. No, he's famous. He's famous basically for wandering down the shopping center, go Jason, Jason. Oh. But he's such press a extra, good dad. Press extra, press extra, Jason. So Dan, it's Kate Sith, not Cat Sith. <laughs> I thought it was Kite Sith. Kite, like the thing you fly <laughs> in the sky. They're flying. Yeah. Hmm. Kite Sith. I call myself a Final Fantasy VII fan. Disgusted. <laughs> At least it wasn't made by Konami. Yep. <laughs> well, if you want to let us know in an email, <laughs> we would like to hear it. And if you can come up with something even worse than that, we'll be very impressed. We now have two of the most ridiculous questions ever asked. I'm not asking my parents this question. <laughs> I still think, yeah, I Jack, I still think your question has a bit more, has a bit leg up, uh, has a leg up on this one because it is I think more it's because, universal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Universal. Yeah. But in terms of pure crudeness. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> about some of the answers we're going to get. It'll be fun. Factory Sealed at Manatank.com or podcast at factory-sealed.com. Jack, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for having yes. Of course. Thank you for allowing us to uh, <laughs> be a part of your life for so long. <laughs> no problem. Any final thoughts this week? Oh, we didn't mention my article. No. Ooh, damn it. I was hoping we could get away with that. <laughs> stop the show. Stop the show. Stop the show. Oh, sorry. I already ended the recording. Okay, that's fine. Dan made I'll an article my... with words in I it. I did. Thank you. <laughs> that basically sums it up. Yep. That actually, I think, does tie a little bit into what, what we were talking about this week about emulation ruining gaming. You can find that on the website at factory-seal.com. You can. Next week, we're playing a very short game called Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy. I think I'm going to not finish that one. It's kind of long. <laughs> Clock's in it just over an hour. <laughs> if you're shit. I don't know. I, think I don't know you if I'm going to have time. I think you can get done with it pretty quick. But, we but I have a dog. More, we need to start doing more uh, handheld games. Yeah, we do. The problem is there's not a lot to them. No, there really isn't. Let's play a Pokemon Red. 
<laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a short game. I have Pokemon Yellow. Sorry. I'll do. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I do have Red. Yeah, we tried to play Pokemon Yellow, and he freaking bailed. We could... Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, next week, for sure, Kirby's Dreamland. Uh, Dan. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. Where How are we, you? Uh, I'm fine. Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, fake Yom, can you fill in, please? Uh, You're supposed to groan and say, it, say no, not this again. Oh, not this again. There, oh, there you thank go. you. That was so good! <laughs> I would have been like Tom for sure. That was Yamas. <laughs> British people sound the same. They do. Yeah, <laughs> they totally do. Dan, are you going to tell us where you can find you on Twitter, or are we just going to move along without you? Yeah, it's Frosted Sloth. Jess? Uh, I am a Jess. Jack, where can we find you? At JackG002. You cut out there for a second. Oh, sorry. You went full Dan Robot. <laughs> on Twitter, at JackG002. Does all internet in England suck? Yep. <laughs> yes, Jack G zero. No, we got zero. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just, I thought you didn't hear me. <laughs> no, we did. You're gonna get Is a bunch Jack of Jack G zero zero one taken. I don't know. Was at Spicy Griffin taken? If I had that name when I made it, then I definitely would have it. Yeah. You can change it, you know. Yeah, hmm? yeah I changed, changed my briefly to Jock ones. Yeah, you can change it. So that's at Spicy Griffin. Does it, does it work? <laughs> uh, don't know how to change it. No. One of the, one or the other. You can find me at Honest Pizza, or if you want to follow the show at Factory underscore Sealed. Uh, check us out on Facebook dot com slash Factory Sealed. Uh, if you would like to support us, we're on Patreon. We will have a very special giveaway coming up um, from a very good listener, Ricky Evans, the winner of the Jeeves box, has decided he would like to make a donation for a giveaway. But there's going to be more about that coming later. There will be a slight edge given towards those who are on Patreon. Probably. Most likely. Oh, Random question before we go, and I just killed your your whatever Seg- smoothness. Promotion. Ideas to like um, hang your consoles behind your TV because I want my new host to be very non-corded, and I want to hang my TV. So how can I do that? Why would you put your console String. behind the TV? That's dumb. Why? That's dumb because your TV isn't going to be that far off the wall. With shelves. Because there's a fireplace underneath the TV, and I don't want the consoles to be on the fireplace because that's not going to look as pretty. Jess, your TVs, when you flat mount them to the wall, are only like two inches off the wall. Your consoles are thicker than two inches, and then if you got no, you can get bigger extended ones. And then that would look dumb. You would look Why dumb. don't you move the TV to a more sensible place? Because it's on top of the fireplace. Get a shelf. Well, that sounds awkward. 
I could. I might do that. Just do a cabinet and then... If you're lying, if you're lying down on the sofa, trying to watch a TV above a fireplace, it's just not going to be good. No, it's fine. It's. I agree with putting the TV above the fireplace. I just don't agree with putting the consoles behind the TV because that's dumb. Well, it's going to be beautiful no matter what I do. I think it's going to look like a train wreck and it's going to all fall down and break. And then you're going to go... Do you have, wish a, you have a road through your new house? Yes. She actually has a canal that boats come through. <laughs> oh, we can use the punts, the punting boats from your business. Desert punting. Yeah. Bitch, please. It all ties in. What? It all ties in. It does. Guys, that's going to do it for this week. We'll see you all next week. 